Spotlight. I'm your host, Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. It's Michelle Prince here, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we connect with successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Uh, We have had so many great guests come on. Everyone is so passionate about sharing their stories, sharing their passions. And so I'm excited about our guest today because I know she has a passion to help other entrepreneurs as well. And we'll get to that. First, though, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. At Performance Publishing Group, they provide top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. The Performance Publishing team has helped hundreds of people realize their dream of becoming an author. And I personally am so um, excited and I love helping people to share their story because I believe everyone has one and a book is just one of the greatest business cards you will ever have. So that's at least my take of that. Um, But as a partner publisher, uh, Performance Publishing Group can offer you more than just expert guidance. They want to help make sure you get the book of your dreams and reap all the rewards. To learn more, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right. Well, let me give you a little background on our guest today, Shay Wheat. Shay is a certified event producer and creator of the popular programs such as the Powerful Event Process, the Ultimate Event Planner Certification Program, and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions. They support clients in creating powerful and profitable events, producing in-person and live virtual events, very important to do virtual as well, from 50 to 4,000 attendees, and they collaborate with or have collaborated with some of the very well-known celebrities such as Dr. Oz, Lisa Nichols, Dr. Claire Zambit, Bill Barron, Allison Prince, Josh Turner, and many others. They assist speak to sell clients to be extremely profitable with their events, Just recently, one client generated over $2.1 million in one virtual three-day event. Their clients have made over $24 million in revenue, gaining over 3,500 new clients and changing the lives of over 16,000 attendees. Their team handles all the planning, speaking, and sponsor support, as well as the production of virtual live and in-person events to create an expert, experiential, revenue-generating, and exciting event for attendees. So that is so exciting, Shay. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited to be here. Woo, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I know, right? Isn't it funny when you do a podcast, you're like, hearing the, you're like oh, wait, is that like, my bio? Wow, there's a lot to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good stuff, though, because you... Clearly, you're you're an expert at events, and so I want to know. Tell us a little bit more about when you say events. What kind of events are you helping people with, and a little bit more about that service? Yeah, so events. There are probably 17 different types of events that people can be utilizing in their business. Wow. Um, and so when I'm saying 17 different types, I'm talking about you're looking at. 90 minute workshop, you might call that also a masterclass that can be a summit, a retreat, a mastermind, a one day sales and enrollment event, a three day sales and enrollment event, seminars, podcasts, they're actually events, meetups, 
Facebook lives, Instagram lives, clubhouse rooms, like these are all events. And based on, you know, where you're at in your business, you should utilize different types of events at different types of times in your business. So when I say events, um, it's not just for the big, huge ones where you're like 100, 200, 1000 people in the room. It can be a Facebook live. Now, how you're utilizing the event is the important piece. And that's what I love sharing with audiences. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge believer of in-person events or virtual events too. Now, you know, we're in a whole new world over the last few years of, of virtual, but just connecting because when you are either on a stage virtually or in person, people can decide really quickly whether or not you're the right fit for them, right? And yeah. is it a good working relationship? And so, you know, we work with authors and I, I'm always trying to push them out of their comfort zone a little, really consider, you know, going out there and speaking or starting your own, right? Don't wait right. to have somebody hire you, start your own event. Mm-hmm. So, well, events really are the fastest way for people to know, like, and trust you. Yes. Um, I, I love events. I've always attended events, you know, and why not just have a business where I get to be at events all the time, right? <laughs> I just, I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying. So why, why do people use events in their business? To me, it's all about, we get to have them in an emotional state, right? Like you were saying, they have that experiential, highly experiential bond with you. And it's just different than if you were talking to them on the phone, Yeah. like, especially if it's virtual live or it's in person, you get to physically see the audience. You get to engage with them. You get to get to know them, their front row, right? Especially in a virtual live event, you can call them out by name. You can see when they have like that question mark face Mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't quite understand what you just told me. Then you can back it up. Then you really get to be a part of their world. And it's not just a talking ahead. It is the experiential piece that I find is the most rewarding and allows you not only to grow your business, just like a book allows you to grow your business, an event allows you to do that exponentially and really scale and leverage what it is that you're doing. Totally agree. You know, thinking back to, uh, I started my business in 2009 and my first event was a, a teleseminar back in the day when teleseminars were really popular. Yeah. And yeah, and so, and then that evolved to uh, webinars and um, live events. Of course, we do bookbound. We used to do it four times a year. We only do it twice a year now, but I've seen the power of live events. And I've said this for a year that I believe that live events change lives. There's something happens and and virtual as well. So when I say that, I'm not saying it's not virtual, but for me personally, I joke and say that I'm an event junkie a little bit, but it's because when I go to a live event that I, I just absorb all that information, it, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're not distracted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so it's very transformational for people when they attend. So if you can give them that opportunity to experience you that way, I think that's, that's a great way to connect with your potential clients. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing is you're gathering a group of people together that all have the same thing in common right? Mm -hmm. So every event you do, whether it's a Facebook live or it's an in-person event, it's a one-day event, it's a a summit, whatever, you always have an event promise. What in the world is your audience getting out of the event, whether or not they do business with you or not, Mm -hmm. what are they walking away with? 
right? And that's what's going to help draw them into your space. And then when they're there, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Yeah. These are my people. This is my community. This is my tribe. This is my group Mm -hmm. that, you know, especially for entrepreneurs, when entrepreneurs get together, they're like, oh my God, my family thinks I'm crazy for doing what I do. (laughs) Right. So true. (laughs) So my entrepreneurs do that. Right. Even before we started the show, you and I were talking about an event because so true. Uh, Entrepreneurs, business owners, we, we gravitate towards that, that normalcy, <laughs> I think, of being around other entrepreneurs. So other, yeah, other people that are just silly like us, yeah. you know, going out into the world, you know, wanting to make a difference, create an impact, um, be thought leaders, and, yeah. you know, meet with other people that are doing the same. And then how do we support one another all at the same time? So totally. events allow you to do that, not only participate in, but when you create your own stage, Mm-hmm. Then you really become like a player in your industry, right? Your peers start to notice you. It starts to open up more doors and bigger speaking engagement, bigger stages, higher level podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. People really start to see you as an authority and an expert in what it is that you do. Yeah. You know, so much so I had one of my clients, she created, you know, a, an event that we were supporting her with. Um, she ended up utilizing it as a way to fill her program for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so fantastic that the word got out that, you know, Tony Robbins was asking her to be on his stage, right? So awesome. And now she has like, uh, she was a part of a, a series on Netflix. You oh. know, it's like, it's crazy. The power events can, can support you in yeah. growing your business. And more importantly, getting your message out to the world and creating that difference. Cause if you're like any of us entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. that's why you start your business because you want to oh, help other people. Oh, exactly. That's, I mean, I've yet to meet one that doesn't have that bigger purpose or passion yeah. beyond mm-hmm. them, which is, which is, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so obviously you're very successful. Um, you know, reading some of the, the clients you've worked with, I know some of them and, and that, that speaks volumes of the level of people you're helping. But I want to know, how, how on earth do you just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to become a certified event producer and <laughs> trademark that. And yeah. you know, like, what's the backstory? What's, how did you get where you are, Shay? Yeah. So I kind of think I fell into it in a way. Um, if I really look at it, you know, I've always been doing events, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, okay, everybody comes over to my house and we're going to go pool party and then we're going to have pizza and then we're going to make hats and then we're going to watch a movie. You know, it's like, we're already planning a run a show, but, <laughs> right. um, I was actually speaking on somebody else's stage. It was new year, new you. And I was speaking about appreciation marketing and, just messing around with the guy in front of me that had my microphone because it was multi-speaker and you trade off the mics. Right. I'm like, hey, dude, don't go spitting on my mic, all right? <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, you're funny. Who are you? <laughs> you know, I'm just some random chick speaking on stage. Um, come to find out, he was the head of education for Dr. Oz's nonprofit that was based in the same city I was in. Didn't even know it. And I was like, oh, I met Dr. Oz's sister at Maria Shriver's women's conference that I wanted to attend, but I couldn't because 14,000 tickets sold out in 14 minutes. 
So I volunteered to run part of the event and be a part of like helping the speakers get to where they need to go and all that jazz. And he's like, hold on, she's best friends with our CEO and we're doing a women's conference. You should help us. And I went, okay. <laughs> so I literally then became in charge of over 70 speakers and over a hundred volunteers for that event. And that was my first role as an associate producer. What? I know. Crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. So then what happened? So you, how long did you do that for them? Just that one um, event or was not, it full-time? I, I did a couple of events for them. Okay. Um, and while I was doing that, I was on somebody's email list and they were like, hey, we're doing this event on how to get speaking gigs in your own backyard. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I need to learn this. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life, right? And so I go to the event and they're like, we can help you figure out your niche and we'll help you get the speaking gigs and we'll help you like put your business together. And I'm like, well, shoot, if I don't do this, then what in the world am I going to do? Yeah. Um, I ended up, you know, being a part of that program. They were like, so wait, hold on. You do events? And you're a Reiki master, energetic healer. Like we, we combine the two things together and do like the creating events with as much grace and ease as possible and the, all of those things. And I'm like, sounds good. Let's try it. <laughs> and then they turned around and was like, um, so will you run our event? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I just kept saying yes. Right. And yes, I became, say yes and then figure out how. Exactly. Because I had no clue. But I'm like, these people are going to show me. So I'll say yes. Yeah. And then they want me to run it and say yes. And then they referred me to their friends. And I just said yes. Uh, to the point now where we're pretty referral based. Yeah. And have been for years. Um, all because I just keep leaning in and saying yes. When the opportunities present themselves. That is so great. That is so cool. So how do you, when a client comes to you and has an idea for an event, or do they come to you even before the idea? Like, how do you really help them? Is it specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of our clients are um, looking to come to me for what is called sales and enrollment events. They're looking to scale and leverage their business. So they've moved through the phases of event leverage. They're more phased three, four, and five, where they have a bit of a team. They're making a consistent 10, 20 or more thousand um, dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of tired of doing the one-on-one -on -one sales calls. Mm -hmm. And they're looking to scale and leverage and go one to many, which right. an event allows you to do because they're wanting to really focus on serving their audience. They don't want to be constantly trying to find their audience. So mm -hmm. they want to do that yeah. all at once with an event. Got it. And so we really support them in going, okay, great. What is your program? What is your offer? How are you supporting people? And this is how we can utilize an event to talk one to many mm -hmm. and have you fill your program for the year in three days. Mm -hmm. So do That's you come to the event and kind of facilitate that part or is it more just telling them like how to present their offer and things like that yeah we pretty much kind of take over large parts of their event okay. so we do about a hundred or so hours pre-event planning with the client 
taking a look at their vision, taking a look at their sales and enrollment, taking a look at, are they having swag? Is it in person? Is it virtual? Is it hybrid? What's your team look like? What are their roles? Are you needing to hire AV? Are we doing it at a hotel? We'll negotiate the hotel. We'll look at the food and beverage. Are you doing it virtual? We'll do it in a studio. Here's my studio suggestions, right? Like all of the things we're going to look at to make it so you as the event host really can just then show up and do what you do best is just connect with the audience, get them crazy awesome results, and then support them further for the percentage of people that we know will move forward into their program to support them even further. But regardless, like I was saying earlier, you have an event promise mm-hmm. and every one of those people that show up are walking away with something valuable that yeah. they can then go and implement right then and there. Awesome. Wow. That sounds so great. That's definitely, there's so many pieces of that. <laughs> after doing events for years, even the smallest event, there's a lot of detail that goes into planning and executing an event. So yeah. that's so great that they could outsource basically all that to you and your team. and. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the show is called The Power of Authority, and I shared with you before the show that it's, it's a play on words because you can't spell authority without author. And mm-hmm. owning a publishing company, I've seen it firsthand for myself and others that, you know, having a book is, is one of the ways to do that. But I always say it's not about a book. It's about your message and yes. utilizing that message in a book, in a podcast on a stage, you know, in consulting, coaching, all of these different areas. So mm-hmm. how are you personally for your own brand? Um, what are you doing to build your authority? Yeah, well, um, so I am actually being more in the front now before I'm behind the scenes, right? I'm helping you, all my clients run and produce their events. They're on stage, they're shining. They're the uh, expert. Right. I'm just the one behind the scenes, like making everything work. Right. The odds um, behind it all. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. Um, so now I'm actually utilizing, preaching what I'm talking about here, my own event, my own stages to get the word out about events. Because what I've noticed is there's not a whole lot of people that realize they can actually scale and leverage their business. They're stuck. And they don't realize that if you have an event that's actually planned properly, that you have the run a show that is, you know, creates this arc and it creates this experience that takes them on a journey, takes your audience on a journey that you can support them even more with an event. So I'm actually like, I just recently did my very first own summit. Great. Right. I know. So exciting. Oh, so much fun. Um, I ended up interviewing seven of my clients on how they utilize events to grow and scale their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And it was a gamut of different types of industries. So I had people that are utilizing retreats. Mm -hmm. I had people that are doing the three day sales and enrollment event, but their niche is women. I have um, an accountant and he's He's at a FCPA up in Canada. Um, he's because of events, his business grew like over 200% in the past two years because of the events that we're supporting him with. And his team grew so much too, but it just makes it so he can actually impact the audience a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody on there that was, oh, somebody that does content somebody that helps you create your programs, 
So I just had like the gamut of clients to showcase. You don't have to be just a coach. Yep. I've got people that are in health and wellness. I've, you know, personal development, business strategy, business coaches, whole bunch of different types of industries that can utilize events to grow their business. Yes. And because I know when you're supposed to use events for certain types of where you're at in your business, mm-hmm. a summit, if you're looking to do a summit, that's a lead gen yes, opportunity for you. Yes. So we were able to grow our audience um, over 400 people because of the summit. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Leveraging other people's lists is, you know, and um, but their audience, but you're providing value. So yes. it's, it's, it's a win, win, win for everybody when you, it's, you know, a collective bringing to a collective group together and everyone's marketing it and all of that. So, well, that's fantastic. Cause I, I believe no matter what your business is, no matter what you do, even if you work in corporate America, yeah. you need to be building your own brand. And, yeah. um, you know, and it sounds like you and I share a lot of very similar um, beliefs on helping people to kind of get out there. You do it through events. I do it through books. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's no. Because I think we're going to get on the stage. Both. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I tell people, most, a lot of people who come to us want to be, um, my, my background's with Zig Ziglar and, and I still do a lot oh. with his organization. And so people come a lot wanting to learn how to speak and get out there and be paid to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's many ways to get to that same stage, but in my opinion, one of the easiest ways is to have a book so that you can get up there, but then having an offer of some sort to bring them into your community. And, and whether that be a webinar, a seminar, a, you know, you, what have you. So I love it. We, yeah. we think so much alike, but we, we complement each other. Um, you do it one Absolutely. way, I do it another. So that's really yeah. cool. Well, I mean, a, a book allows you to open the door. for a lot of opportunities. Right. And I've seen people take their book and do tour stops. Right. So like take Mm -hmm. their book and then just go from different cities. Maybe they want to, a part of their business plan is, you know, to travel. And so they want to go to new Orleans or they want to go to Vegas or they want to go to Colorado or wherever. And they just plan an event in those locations. So yeah. if you were talking to like your tax and accounting person, they'd probably be like, well, it's a business write-off if you're doing business there, right? right. Um, obviously, you'd have to talk to those people about those things. I'm not an expert in that. Yeah. But you can then you know, have new people all over the country mm-hmm. that you're now supporting because of the mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. And the book opens the door for you to then take the learning further. And that's where the event comes in is your bringing in the audience because you can only do so much in a book, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And not everybody have, likes to read. So what, what right. you can't just keep that content in one format. You have to get it out. Right. <laughs> right. So you're, that's right. Repurposing what it yeah. is that you're doing. One of my clients on the summit was talking about that. If you are on a podcast or you're, you have a book, you then take that information and you repurpose it. If you host an event, you now have so much content that comes out of a three-day event. You can repurpose it for probably a couple of years. Yeah. Right? Oh, easy. Easy. You know, you take your book and it's got however many chapters. You now have that many different talks that you can do on other people's stages. So there's so many ways that you can utilize what we were both doing to support and reaching your ideal audience and helping them get their breakthroughs. 
Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I, we're running short on time, um, but I have to ask this, this last question because doing events myself and, and from others who I know have been putting events on for, for years, the hardest part of any live event or any yeah. virtual event is, yeah. forgive my, you know, what we used to call butts and seats, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or however you want to say it. But getting people to the event is 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 sometimes the hardest part of an event. So how do you, for those listening who are thinking about what are some tips of them, advice, um, don't do this, do do this kind of things. Could you give to people who are thinking about doing an event? Yeah, I was I was just doing a VIP day with a client of mine. And one of the things we were going through is how are we planning to actually fill the room? Um, So what we look at is actually creating a ticket map. Mm-hmm. And so we are literally mapping out all the ways that you will fill the room, right? right? So if you were to take, you know, a document or a spreadsheet or what have you and put in a couple of different columns, the mm-hmm. first column is the opportunity or the ticket source. Okay. All the ways that you're going to reach your audience, whether this be going back to your clients, your current clients and your past clients, mm-hmm. um, your email list. Um, Are you going to do webinars? Are you going to do speaker sponsorships? Are you doing referrals? Are you doing product sales, speaking engagement, joint venture partner calls, strategic networking? Like what are all the different ways that you plan on filling the room? Bring a friend campaigns, whatever it is. Then the next column is going to be, what is the anticipated number of prospects that will be in the room for that, let's say speaking gig, Okay. okay? Um, after that is going to be the next column is your anticipated conversion. How many people actually convert right. to get a ticket? Then you've got your ticket projected ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, if you're going to do a bring a friend or what have you, and then you add up all of the tickets from all the different opportunities. So now you have a roadmap, a ticket map that you can then go implement. It's not just like throwing spaghetti up against the wall and hoping that people show up. And that's what I've seen happen for a lot of people. Uh And they go, well, if I just send an email out, I've got, you know, 12,000 people on my email list. Shouldn't they all get a thing and a ticket? No, because now you're looking at who's actually opening it. And when they actually open it, then who's going to click on it? And when they actually click on it, are they going to get a ticket, right? There's a number of different factors that come into play. So we look at all of the stats. We look at what's working. We look at is a challenge hot right now or a summit or a webinar? What are, how do your people like to receive information that comes into play too? I love it. Yeah. That's, that's so important because I know so many people who have lost their shirts on live events. They didn't think through a strategy and just thought, you know, it's kind of like, if you build it, they will come. Well, it doesn't work for events. It doesn't work for books. You have to have a strategy to market it and get the word out and and partnering with people to fill it. You could probably take uh, the form of a ticket map and do the same thing for marketing your book. What are all the ways that you are going to get the word out about your book? What are all the different podcasts? What are all the speaking engagements? What are all the stages you're going to be on? You can use this universally in a number of different ways. I love that. That is so good. Well, gosh, I, I really could keep talking to you, but I know we've got to wrap this up. But um, thank you so much for joining and, and giving all this great information. Um, mm-hmm. Is there one last thing that any one last piece of advice or tip that you want to leave the audience with? Um, yeah, definitely make sure you realize what phase of event leverage you're actually in in your business right now. 
um, depending on where you're at, you're going to be utilizing different types of events in that phase. Mm. Um, so what I would love to do is, you know, give your audience my, my free gift of the five phases of event leverage. And in there, I've got, you know, like a whole little flow chart and you can answer a couple of questions. It's going to tell you what phase you're in. And then it's also going to tell you how to move through the phases to get to the point where you go, okay, I understand now I have the income. I've got the team. I've been able to do all of these smaller types of events. Now I'm ready for a one day event or a three day event in order to continue to scale and leverage my business. So I'd love to give that to your audience. Thank you. How do they get that? Um, they simply go to fivephases.info, and that's spelling out the word five, F-I-V-E, phases with an S, dot info, forward slash authority. And that's the best way for them to go ahead and pick up that downloadable, um, open it up, go through the different phases. And it doesn't take long to go through the phases once you know where you're at, because then you just focus on, I'm in phase one. This is how I get to phase two. I'm in phase two. This is how I get to phase three. And don't do like the squirrel moments. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No spaghetti on the wall for sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Shay, for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. All right. That's it, everyone, for the Power Authority Spotlight. We will see you next time. Thanks so much. much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.